This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, I'm Grongy McGuire, and this is Chantel Fiducci and Pate. Hello. We bonded over our love of reminiscing about weird celebrity couples. The ones no one would believe happened if Google wasn't there to back it up. We want you to join us as we remember when love was young, times were simpler, and we really thought that Angelina and Billy Bob Thornton were going to make it. Every week we're joined by a celebrity guest to discuss the showbiz romance they never got over. So take our hand and stroll down memory lane with us as we remember the the way way they were. Hi Chantelle. Hi Grania. how are you? I am just thrilled. I'm so happy. It's my favourite time of the year, my favourite season. Our favourite season. Our favourite season. season. Award season. It's a big deal. Today, We, as you know, the Oscar nominations were announced. Are you excited? Oh, I'm so happy. Honestly, I'm just so happy because Ireland is just... Irish talent can't be denied. Is Andrea Riseborough one of yours? No, she sounds like she should be. She sounds like she should be. And she's got a very, like, doomed face. Yeah. (laughs) So she's seen some troubles. (laughs) Yeah. But her getting the nomination last last minute, there was a big push for her to get nominated for that little tiny film no one's seen. So that's a big deal. What are some ones that you're excited about? Just everything from the Banshees of Inisherin, basically. Okay, little Jenny, little Jenny the donkey snubbed uh, it happens every time so um her and glenn close they said that in common now <laughs> relentlessly snubbed by the oscars i'm so happy for paul meskel because he got nomination for after sun and i saw that with my friend and my god i needed two weeks in turkey to get over it it's such an incredible film but like one of the most like heartbreaking films I've ever seen but he's so like this is how sad the film was this is how sad I felt <laughs> genuinely after I came out of the film I just googled pictures of Paul Meskel on the red carpet looking happy oh that's nice just to make just to remind yourself that was just a movie yeah okay. I just needed I needed that to calm me down so I'm very happy for him obviously I'm happy I, I keep forgetting her name the girl from Banshees of Inisherin, Kerry Conway. she nominated she did. She's nominated for Best Supporting Actress. She's not going to win Best Supporter. We all know who's going to win and who but deserves to win. She's there. She's, she's there. there. Then you've got little Brenton Gleeson. Incredible. Colin, uh, obviously. Colin, of obviously. course. But my main, my little baby, Barry Keoghan. He's there. Oh. He's there. I absolutely loved him. I hope he wears as good an outfit as he wore at the, uh, at the Golden Globes. He really brought it down at the Golden Globes outfit-wise. I think we're going to have the first red carpet debut. I think, not debut, but big award ceremony red carpet of little Mr. Austin Butler, who's up for Elvis, and Cindy Crawford's daughter, the one, the only Kaya Gerber. 
But I just think because Lisa Marie died recently, I think there'll be like a shadow over that. That's the only... Yeah, but he's not actually... <laughs> as much as he'd like us to believe that he is, he's not actually related to the Presley family. There hasn't been a death in his family. He's just an actor, guys. He's like from Oregon. It's fine. He's got nothing to do with them. Nor does, nor does Kaya. But I, I, I wonder if they'll do a massive... Um, like, they can't just do it in memoriam just of, just of Elvis, but they, they have, what, three months to work out a huge Elvis tribute? Oh, my God. I love it. Fantastic. Look at it. We have Christmas to get us through the dark winter months, and we have awards to get us through the even more miserable winter months at the start of the year. So, God bless Hollywood. Speaking of razzle-dazzle, we have an incredible guest on today's episode. He is the UK's Mr. Showbiz. He's a one-man joke machine. <laughs> and I like to think song and dance man. I don't know why. It's just how I always I see that. It. I see that. It, it is the amazing comedian, comedy writer and radio star. God, that sounds very old-fashioned. It makes <laughs> sound like he's in a carpenter song. He's on the wireless. <laughs> he's on the wireless. It is... Matt Crosby. The, the way, way they, they were. Hi, Matthew. <laughs> Hi, Gronya. Hi, Chantal. How are you doing? Great. How are you? Thank you so much for being here. Total pleasure. I'm very excited. I'm excited I feel to like, do this. I feel like we're all on a really awkward first date. <laughs> Aren't we? Yeah. Well, this is this is the thing with starting up a throuple. Like, dates are so much harder, aren't they? When you try and... Should we put I mean, all that's... our clothes back on? <laughs> I mean, that's that was our first mistake, wasn't it? It was taking the clothes off before the date Too began. Too quickly. <laughs> Strip off, log into Zoom. That's that shouldn't be the order. It should be the other way around. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that's I. I you know, I'm obviously I'm I'm in a I'm in a very happy relationship. But I I as you get older, you think you, you don't want doors to close in your mind, but they do. Okay. And um, thruples is one of those things where I I look at people who, who are trying to do that, and I think. Come on, who are you fooling? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there are. I, mean, I apologize to any thruples listening together with your three AirPods. Um, but, um, but well, listen, let's take it as given that everyone wants to shag everything, right? Let's just take that as given. But part of the, you know, part of the joy of relationships is going, no, I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to be overwhelmed by choice. Yeah. I'm, cho- I'm choosing. But the people I know, or the people I've met who are in throuples, are the very sort of people I think, how did you get one partner, let alone multiple <laughs> partners? <laughs> Once again, yeah. to any of our listeners in throuples, apologies. Oh, also, please do get in touch. I'd love to know if we have any throuples out there listening to defend themselves. Especially if you're really Show-offs, <laughs> show-offs. The, they've rebranded being a bloody show-off as being in a throuple. It's the same thing. I feel like both what? of you wish you were in throuples. <laughs> Well, listen, you're allowed to wish things. That's fine. It's acting on them that's the problem. No, I don't. I, I don't. I think the uh, the the admin of uh, oh. a relationship is hard enough. You've definitely not chosen a thruple as your couple. I know, I know that for a fact. <laughs> we, we definitely haven't got a menage a trois coming our way this week. Okay, it's so not, I'm, I've gotten I'm that out you, of the realms. I've given you some clues. Yeah, this is this is a, this is a standard a straight two people couple, couple. As, as God intended. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before we do get to your couple, which is uh, iconic, and I do not, use, I know I use that word almost every week but i i really do we're in for a treat we are um, a podcast deals with iconic people Grania. i think we're allowed to use the word iconic whenever we want don't apologize 
They're all and, iconic. But before we get to your incredible couple, we are a romantic podcast. We believe in a thing called love. Do you consider yourself a romantic? I, I mean, I, I, I think I am a romantic person, but I think it's, uh, I think the, what I do that could be considered romantic now is a lot more house-based rather than, and I, I don't mean like put, putting on a lavish dinner. I mean, just making sure there is dinner. Do you know what it means? That's, That's the real romance. The everyday romance. The everyday romance of knowing what day recycling day is. The everyday romance of folding a fitted sheet once Honestly, in a while. Honestly, Matthew, if you ever found yourself single again for whatever reason, those would be things I would list out on your Tinder profile. <laughs> Can put fitted sheet on and will do bi-weekly. No when recycling. Honestly, you'd have girls queued up around the block. Yeah, well... I don't know, man. There's a lot of other things that I'm not including. <laughs> I've only just shown you the pros column and the, the cons column is a mile long. I can That's tell you That's what that dating's now. all about. Absolutely, yeah. That's you, life, baby. You front, you front load the pros. You've got to front That's load right. the pros. You, you come in with all the pros. Well, let's dive into your incredible couple. As always, Chantel doesn't know, but I have provided some clues to hopefully lead her on the way this treasure hunt to this uh, pot of gold at the end of it. So, Chantelle, I can tell you that this couple got together in the golden year of 1983. 1983, baby. So let's set the scene. Again, we don't know that these events affected this couple getting together, but we don't know they didn't. So 1983, it's the year mobile phones are introduced for the first time. The world meets the Mario Brothers, and we all laughed our cares away for the very first time to Fraggle Rock. But that wasn't the only magical thing happening, because this was also the year that these two found each other. And to be honest, how could they leave each other when their love definitely had the X Factor. Oh, oh. golly. Okay, I got nothing. <laughs> okay, so there's a bit of a oh, cheat. Oh, wait, no, no. God, no, no, no. Stop, 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 stop. It's, um, it's Simon Cowell and um, Sunita. Yes! Simon Cowell. Oh, well done. Well done. Amazing. I mean, I actually think, you know, you say they're, they're unrelated, but you're telling me that Simon Cowell and Sunita weren't early adopters of the mobile phone. <laughs> They were icons <laughs> of that kind of 80s opulence. You know, 100%. you see those those the photographs of a young Simon Cowell, but, you know, back in that, that time. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I can picture him with one of those absolute bricks like yeah. Nice Guy Eddie has in, 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 in Reservoir Dogs. You know, you could definitely see him pulling up the little antenna. I'll take you some... a brick phone, Matthew, and raise you a car phone. Oh, he definitely yes. had he one had of those phones phone. in the car. <laughs> Like Absolutely 100%. right, yeah. He's like on the car phone going, Sunita, I've got us the table at eight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're going Where's to the hippodrome. Sexy? Yeah, we're going to the hippodrome and then the ivy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm going to say now, Gronya, you never have to say to Sunita wear something sexy. <laughs> if she, if Sunita's leaving the house, she's wearing something sexy. Oh, That's just, that's her MO. That's what she does. <laughs> so before we deep dive into the couple, I know what everybody's thinking. What about their star signs? So, Simon Cowell, born October 7th, he's a Libra. He's a Libra Mm -hmm. king. Sunita, born October 19th, she's a Libra too. Guys, this is the first time this has happened. It's two Libras. (laughs) Double Libra. (laughs) 
Two Libras in a relationship. Matthew, what percentage chance do the astrological charts that govern us all give of a match like this working out? What well, considering think? they've broken up, it should be zero, shouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like, it should be a zero, a zero you percent think. chance. But, but, uh, but that's not to say that other Libras couldn't get together and make it work. A Libra's, I don't know what Libra, I mean, I, I know so little about this world. A Libra's the scales. That's what I, I thought. Think Libras, so, yeah. Exactly what I thought. Are they the scales? Are they the... Can, you, can you have Why too do we much both balance? think that? I'm just typing Libra, the scales. Libra, the so scales. they're born just in type... October. So that must mean like they're very sort of pumpkin spicy. Oh, I like you what know. you're trying to do with this, Grant. Oh, and okay. like they're Halloween-y babies. They're a little bit spooky. They are a bit spooky. I mean, I think increasingly Simon Cowell is getting spookier and spookier. <laughs> That's very um, true. We haven't got there yet. Yeah, the weighing scales. Blink four four That's scales. That's, that's a lot of balance, isn't it? It's a lot yeah. of... I'm going to say that too much balance is a bad thing in a relationship. And mm-hmm. I'm going to give them... Uh, I'm going to give them 20%. 20%. Okay, nice round number. Chantal, what do you think? Um, I'm just going to combine all the balances and make them a boring 50%. Okay. That is precisely oh, balanced. Yeah. That's really smart. Okay, well, I can tell you, according to their their astrological chart, when two Libras start dating, it might be difficult for them to find a purpose because they both seem to share a mission and a common goal, and that is to connect with other people. The only thing missing in both of them, which is very hard to develop, is a sense of mutual respect with no passive judgment or expectations. Both of them are susceptible to this problem, and when together, these problems will easily multiply. If they let each other be who they are, they might become an inspiration for us all. Oh. Which is quite a roller coaster of that. It's like really is. They... That went a lot of places. <laughs> yeah. It was like so, you, so... they're re- really mean to each other, but if they can just calm down, they'd then be perfect. So, they'd be perfect. <laughs> they lack mutual respect. I mean, is that because. I, I don't know if you ever experienced this, but when you meet a person who is, in your mind, very similar to you, it's often quite hard to like them. Yeah, I don't know if that's just revealing my yeah. <laughs> my, te- my my terrible uh, la- la- lack of self worth, but um, maybe that's yeah. the problem with the two yeah. with the two Libras. Maybe that's the Libras. What's their percentage chance? Their percentage chance of it working out sixty eight percent. Oh, it's, n- it's not bad. That's not, not bad. what I would have not what I would have imagined from reading the description leading up to that. It yeah. was a real mixed bag. <laughs> it really was. That's like reading a review where you go, well, they hated this show. And then at the end, they go four and a half stars. And like, oh, right. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll not put any of the review on the poster, but I'll put the stars on there. Um, 68%. I'll take that. That's a pass. Well, so, Matt, iconic couple, you know, just congratulations straight away. <laughs> what was it about this couple, Simon Cowell and Sunita, that when we asked you to be on the podcast, you were like, this is the pair that I need to talk about? I think they represent a very exciting time. The the 80s, you're talking about, you know, this real sort of explosion of like electro pop and this kind of the disposable pop of Stock Aiken and Waterman and all that kind of stuff that eventually led to sort of Simon Cowell becoming the, the mogul that he is today. But I also think I love the fact that they're still mates. Right. They've, they've had an on again, off again relationship for I think they had an on again, off again relationship for about 30 years. But they still end up as mates. And, um, you know, I was a big X Factor fan back when it was on. And I used to love the fact that she would always be the mentor 
you know, whenever mm-hmm. Simon would go, you know, you go to the judges' houses and Simon would have an amazing house out in Malibu or something like this. Yeah. And then he would bring out Sunita who would dance out wearing some uh, some palm leaves. And, and all of these sort of, you know, teenagers would go, oh, okay. Because <laughs> I only know as your best mate. So, like, you know, there's the, t- the two big disappointments. And Gronje, I apologise for this this first one, is is when when they say to, to all of the other people, oh, you know, you're going to Sharon's house out in L.A., you're going to, you know, you're going to Palm Springs to stay with Simon, you're going to Louis's house in Ireland. And they'd always do like a kind of record oh, scratch and everyone go, yeah. Ireland? Always. No, thanks. <laughs> like, Every like, single time. Yeah. That it's, joke never got old. It's still a fucking huge castle in Ireland, guys. It's still, it's still a multi-millionaire's house in Ireland. If it's it was good ha- enough for Kim Kardashian and Kanye West honeymoon, it'll be good enough for you. Thank you very much. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and the other one was Sunita would come out, but they, they wouldn't make it. They didn't make it a joke. But you could just definitely see on the, you know, the groups yeah. would all look at each other and go, "I don't." But yeah, that that bit. Pre judges' houses, I'd, I'd watch that, and then judges' houses, and obviously then then the proper the proper X Factor shows. I loved all of that. Wasn't such a big fan of the let's bring a mentally ill person out yeah. with the whole family and destroy them. So Sunita um, signified for you the part when the show became kind of more fun. It was the fun, yeah, absolutely. Sunita's here. Sunita's here. Did you here. know yes. them as a couple? I mean, there's no way you knew of them as a couple before X Factor. Surely. Did no, you? I didn't. I didn't know of Simon Cowell before X Factor. Although I was, sure. I, you know, weirdly, I was familiar with. I, I, I was familiar with some of his stuff because I, I owned Vanilla's No Way, No Way. Do you remember No Way, No Way, Mana Mana? Uh, just a bit. I owned that as well. <laughs> yeah, I, the, I owned the it as well. The girl group, three of them. The no girl way, group. No way. Yeah, yeah which he formed song. as a joke with, like, as a bet. Were you aware of Sunita's pop career in the eighties? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I was more aware of Sunita than I was of, right, of, of okay. Simon, Simon Cowell, obviously, because she was. She was front and centre, but I loved it. Uh, so macho, GTO. I, I don't know. I don't know why, because I would have been four or five. But I guess when you when you watch Top of the Pops, you just like everything that's on it. Yeah. And uh, you know, she was a fun, energetic person. I, I was listening to her songs again today, and they're great. They've got the same sort of kind of production values as like the Pet Shop Boys, and I love the Pet Shop Boys. They're just not really serious. You're saying really about me loving the Pet Shop Boys or really about no, me? No, no. I didn't think you were a very cool four-year-old. <laughs> really about her, about, no, about her sound. I, I couldn't even hum you a tune as soon as the song. That is no of them. Well, There's... let's have a look. But before we go, let's have a look at sort of the backstory of these two oh, characters because they haven't yeah. even met yet. Before you get into the dating backstory, I know it's coming up and you know how I feel about it, Grania. All right? <laughs> so we, we get to that part. Chantal is a Brad Pish. <laughs> Sunita Truther. She yeah. does not believe that relationship Don't happened. So we're just putting okay, it out there okay. now. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I, I just want to say, yes, I had a brief relationship with Simon Cowell, but we're not going <laughs> to... I'm not on trial here today. My relationship, that's for another very special Christmas episode. episode. Yeah, yeah. So first of all, let's have a look at Simon Cowell. So he comes from a sort of very solid, middle-class background. His mother, who's a big influence in his life, and mm. I think... When we look at the the women he's attracted to, played a major role, was a dancer and a socialite. Yeah. And his dad worked in the record industry. And he was a bit of a low-key Nepo baby in that he wasn't very good at school. Then his dad basically just got him a job in the record industry. He was one of the board of directors for EMI. And he helped Simon, you know, start his career. But it was his mother who was the big influence. She was like really glamorous and really beautiful. And that I think became his like, the, his idea of the sort of woman, you know, that 
you know, he well, wanted to be I, with. I don't know if this is true, but I, I, I believe she used to pick him up at the school gates wearing just leaves. Just, just four <laughs> big leaves. <laughs> and that, he said that really made an impact on the way he viewed women for the future. That's a lady. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a real woman. It's tricky on a blustery day. And, you know, around, around autumn time, that became a bit tricky for her. They turned to orange and fall off. <laughs> So, so apparently he loved it. He really loved his mother and he really loved her fashion and her style. And apparently at the age of four, he looked at his mother's white fuzzy pill box hat and remarked, Mum, you look like a poodle. Oh, that's that, ra- that rapier wit. He's never lost it really, has yeah, he? Yeah, he's immediately critiquing a woman for her looks. Straight in. <laughs> so uh, then Sneeta. So Sneeta was born in Washington. Her mother was a Canadian disco soul singer. So she grew up showbiz like proper and this is my my personal favorite type of showbiz where it's like successful you know like low-key oh i'll put on a show i tour Mm. do a few west end love all that stuff so her mother was really young when she had sunita and then she traveled all around the world with her mother her mother directed the london production of hair and while her mother was like living this sort of west end 60s you know dream life Sunita was there the whole time but she also went to a boarding school and then she went to a ballet school as well in Tunbridge Wells from the age of nine imagine I know ballet school by day and then hanging out in West End shows at the weekend it's the dream it's the absolute dream dream. so Sunita got her big break when she was 12 performing in The Wiz and she sort of was boarding school by day pursuing uh, you know on the on the on the stage Treading at night time in, night, in the yeah. Wiz, and then she was in the first production of Cats on the West End. Was she? Ooh. Wow! Tanisha's bloody showbiz. Meanwhile, that couldn't be more eighties as well, could it? It's like it just <laughs> I know. like I know. you know the the, the, the leg warmers, the furry cats. leg warmers. Yeah, the Wiz as well. Yeah, absolutely. I love it's it. It's like one of those dramas where they have to let you know it's set in the eighties. Yeah. It's like I've just come back <laughs> from appearing on Cats. The only one that's the, the only like uh, a Lloyd Webber musical that's like more eighties, I think, is Starlight Express, which yeah. has never come back. I don't think they've done yeah. a... Rev- I mean, there's never been a West End revival of it. I know Cass <laughs> It's not going to happen. You're back. right. That's so it's true. It's just never going to come back because no one wants to see A, a musical about trains and B, a musical about people with roller skate. It's just not... It's just that... that a musical about trains. That has left the station never to come back. But I'm going to be... I'm telling you, in a few months' time, when the kids discover Starlight Express oh, it'd be on TikTok, TikTok and you're going to be so embarrassed, this... This podcast will come out and it'll be like, oh, Starlight <laughs> Express. <laughs> be like, mm, I'm so embarrassed. Yeah, okay, I'm meanwhile, embarrassed. across town, Simon Cowell is the big shot of the music producing world. He's already, you know, uh, making his way with the ladies. His, his first big relationship from this period is with the page three model, Jackie Sinclair. Oh, again, what what a name to conjure with for the, for the 80s. It's just, it's... <laughs> It feels, if it didn't happen for real, it would feel too much, wouldn't it? Yeah, completely. So Jackie Sinclair, she was um, his his first proper girlfriend. And you know what? They're friends to this day. Of course they are. She doesn't get on with Sunita. Apparently <gasps> the two of them, big feud. They don't like each really? other. Really? Juicy. Grania already it, with the goss. Okay. Yeah. Is that because Sunita, did Sunita sort of steal? Swoop in and, yeah. Did she, yeah. Did she, is she the Angelina to uh, Jackie's Jen? 
Jackie St. Clair losing to Zanisha. Well, so they finally meet together in 1983. Zanisha was 20 at the time. So she says, by the way, clarification, a lot yeah. of her information about this relationship it does come from Sunita. So and she, she is a bit loosey goosey. So I'm just going to say that Simon doesn't tend to talk about Sunita as much in interviews as Sunita does about Simon Cowell. That's a very so, polite way of putting it. <laughs> so and her age of, is always a bit wishy washy. I think Sunita's always been a bit, she's like around whatever age she wants to be, which I respect. Age is a patriarchal construct. And right. I, I support anybody who refuses to engage with that. Indeed. Totally. Good for you, Sunita. They met when he signed her on his record label. And this is what she says about him. Everybody wanted me to be a soul singer, but I'd seen Madonna and Donna Summer. I wanted to wear muscle, beach t-shirts and leotards. Simon was the only person who got that. Yeah, I love it. I just, I think that's so, that's so great. She really sort of like tied herself to the mast of the 80s hard mm. you know which is possibly about the reason why people don't listen to her music as much anymore if she'd become a soul singer you know if she'd gone like the sort of jocelyn brown route then maybe people would be like oh yeah you know she'd be she'd be played on the craig charles show on a, on a saturday evening yeah as you totally. get as you get, as like you're getting ready for exactly yeah but because she's so the music is so 80s pop it's sort of been a bit uh, it's been a bit forgotten but you know that look suited her so much more than a soul look she I like that she went for not like I was into the pop music. She's like, no, I was into the look of pop music. I just wanted to dress in the clothes. Yeah, I didn't really absolutely. care about it. the music was secondary. I just wanted to look like that. I wanted she to was, dress. She was like... clever. She knew that's what, aesthetics were in the in the days of music videos. She knew it looks are what matter now. The pictures in this period of Simon Kelly always seems to be wear like tuxedo jackets with no yeah. shirt underneath. Oh yeah. So yeah, really yeah, yeah. hairy chest. <laughs> just a really hairy yeah. chest. He's a, he's a kind of, he's like he's got a kind of like a you know he's got a beefy you know he's certainly so macho. Um, he's, yeah, he's very be, so macho. Yeah, he's he'd very be wearing, astute. He'd be wearing like a vest and braces over the top, and then like big dress suit yeah. trousers. That's a it's a, it's a hell of a look. It's great. <sighs> And also, if you're just, if you're dancing all night, you don't want to be wearing a shirt. Exactly, he knew he's he, out there. He's out there on the on the floor with Sunita. He's got to keep up. Exactly. So, Matthew, what I want you to do, if you can, is take us on a little thought experiment, right? Okay. Where imagine your phone's ringing. Oh no, you're recording a podcast. You forgot your turn. Turn your phone off. Don't worry. It's Sunita and Simon Cowell from the eighties. Oh so, my goodness! They've rang you from the eighties. They're like. Crossers, we're in town for the night. We'd love you to come out with us. If you know, if you've got nothing else on, I'm a fan of the podcast I'm recording, but I'm happy to ditch it for this. Not, you know, I think they'll understand. What do you um, imagine a night on the town with Simon and Sanita being like? Well, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to drive into central London, a thing that is so unthinkable in 2023 but 100%. was a very common thing in the 80s and we used to do it all the time as a family <laughs> obviously i'm not going to ask my dad to drive me I, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna assume i'm my age now and i'm hanging out with which is again that's also weird now i'm i'm, I'm in my 40s they're in their 20s but still um so the first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna get into one of our cars uh probably not my Vauxhall corsa drive into the center of town we're having a night at the hippodrome we're, we'll, we'll, we'll go straight, we're, we're, we're straight away at the, at the Hippodrome. 
we're probably not that bothered about. I was going to say we go for dinner. We're probably not that bothered about going for dinner because we've done so much coke. Uh, so you know, <laughs> stomach the size of a walnut by this point. We're changed off our faces. <laughs> we're we're bowling around. Uh, we're bowling around the, the hippodrome. Possibly we're going to be see, seeing someone like Nick Berry from EastEnders. You know, oh, someone who's like someone there. like that. He'll be there. You know, possibly the boys from Spandau are going to be there. Mm. Uh, maybe it's maybe the hippodrome's not not quite. It's a bit too mainstream for those guys. But certainly, you you know, you might see a, you might see a, a Martin Kemp, not a Gary Kemp. Uh, those yeah. those kind of guys, they would they would be there. We would be going over to the DJ and uh, bribing him with you know massive five well, pound Simon, notes. Simon would know him probably. Simon would probably know him. know him. He'd know about the whole payola. I'd say, come yeah. on, pop on Toy Boy. And the, you, you, you won't regret it. Stick Toy Boy on. The dance floor is going to go crazy. Sunita will be dancing through. You know, she, we'd, be, we'd be doing the, the booze train. Everyone would be, be dancing around her and stuff. It'd be, oh, we'd, we'd have a, a wonderful time. End off in uh, Bar Italia in Soho. And then nice. uh, and then whoever is the, the least fucked up will drive home. Oh, <laughs> nice. But it's nice. What, a, what a night, right? I imagine at some point Pete Waterman makes an appearance as well. Mm. Absolutely. I imagine Pete Waterman Pete. definitely pops in. Oh, Simon. They, they have a little chat about business. Yeah. Pete Waterman with his giant oversized cigar. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Well, so back to Simon and Sunita. They are the it couple of the 80s London scene. However, there's drama. There's always drama. Okay. Apparently, they're on and off, on and off the whole time. Sunita said, she's the first to admit it, jealousy was a bit of a problem with her. She said, he brought out the possessive woman in me. Women were always attracted to him. There's always girls flirting with him. She said, I used to get terribly threatened because he was always such a big flirt. Yeah, I mean, I, the thing about Simon Cowell that I think if you know him from The X Factor, you might not realise is that he was really good looking. Like when he arrived on, to, like by the time he became the Simon Cowell we knew from the telly, early series you know, everyone took the piss out of his very high trousers. Later series, everyone took the piss out of the fact he never buttoned his shirt up and you could see his yeah. nips on telly. And obviously now, and now Simon Cowell of, of, of the modern day, obviously a, a tremendous amount of, of, of bad surgery. Face. Yeah. 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 Well, so it's always, always very tempestuous, always very on yeah. off. This is how she describes it. I'd go off and find somebody else, then he'd see me and not like that. But then he'd also do weird things to piss my boyfriend off. And then, of course, I'd go back to him. And I l just get ready for this. This <laughs> bit classic 80s. Mm -mm -mm. I dated David Essex for a bit. Oh, of course. And he'd just be winding him up. He'd be like, look how old he is. He could be your granddad. Look at his hair. He'd just pick holes so I'd go off them and go running back to him. 
Also, oh Simon Cowell putting anyone down for their hair. I mean, pot kettle black, Simon. Come yeah, on. Yeah, but, but David <laughs> That's Essex. Not your wheelhouse. David Essex, especially in like the 80s, had that sort of like, I mean, I, 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 I use this word as a sort of fa- as a fashion word rather than 80s, but, but, the, but the, the gypsy style, as it was called mm-hmm. then, you know, he had that kind of thing. So he did look like, you know, he should be down the knacker's yard a little bit. But that was his look. That's what my, that's what made him the heartthrob he was. I, I bumped into David Essex uh, once. It was at the last leg, Gronje. He was, he was, I presume he was doing Loose Women because that's the only reason why anyone would be in that building on a, on a Friday if they're doing Loose Women. And still incredibly oh. gorgeous. Still, I mean, a, what, a, what a good looking man. I was, he, and he held the door open for me as well. And you think, oh, gentlemen, they don't make him like you anymore, do they? They don't, they don't make, make him like, him like you anymore. Like you anymore. But I can imagine that somebody like Simon Cowell would find the attraction of David Essex quite baffling because he's yeah. the opposite. Yeah. Where he's so alpha and like smells of like really strong aftershave. And then David Essex with like scraggly hair and a twinkle in his eye. Yeah. He must, totally, he must yeah. have just made him furious. Yeah. It's 100%. It's, it's high karate it. versus old spice, isn't it? You, it's Big it's time. someone who is properly, he would be so properly of the time that you wouldn't understand looking. He would look at David Essex or, I guess, you know, the members of Dex's Midnight Runners and go, oh, this is what, you know, this is what you're... And also probably he would look at the, the number of records David Essex was selling at that time yeah. and go, well, why would you not want to make pop music? Why would you want to write Winter's Tale? I, I think it's... <laughs> Imagine if it was about Sunita. Maybe a Winter's Ooh. Tale Do was we know about it's not? <laughs> No, I'd, I'd, I'd love... Let's say it is. <laughs> Let's just let's just fact just say that with confidence. And then people go, oh, somebody else will say, oh yeah. Have you, did you know a winter tale was about Sunita? Yeah, my goal is for this what podcast to be a citation on Wikipedia. So if it's about that, <laughs> that yeah. would be great. Great, no citation needed. We are the citation. <laughs> we are the citation. So Sunita and Simon, fabulous, but they're you know they're on again off. They're classic Ross and Rachel. How long the... are we talking, ballpark? How many years are these two being around? Okay, well, so they got together in 83. They're on and off again until... So in this, basically, they spend a lot of time where Sunita assumes they're getting back together while still she gets married to somebody else. But during this whole period, she still sort of is like, yeah, but I will eventually get back together. So in 2002, she Those gets were her wedding vows to the other guy, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we lose all the t- till death us do part stuff? Because none of that is is till Simon until finally Simon comes to his senses. Again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she gets married to producer Andy Wilner in two thousand and two. They adopt two children around this time, which is I think one of my favourite uh, Simon Cowell periods. Two thousand and two, two thousand and eight. He is dating Terry Seymour. Yeah, I remember that a lot. No, I don't know who Terry time. Seymour is. Tell me who Terry Seymour is. Oh, she's just, just oh, think she's of a... all of Simon Cowell's girlfriends. <laughs> she right, okay. She looks a bit like a TV presenter a bit. I always thought she looked she, looked like she should have been presenting like Saturday morning TV somewhere. She had curly hair, olive skin. She looks like a girlfriend of Simon Cowell. Sure. <laughs> she was I a very sweet. You know what? That's were... all you need to say. I can picture <laughs> her perfectly. But she went. But Gronya's right. They were they were quite a um a papped couple. But Gronya, you went from they got together in eighty three to two thousand two. So well, you say according to Sunita, it was kind of off and on for almost twenty thirty well, years. There is kind of a lost period where it's yeah. this is where they just do seem to be getting back together and then going out with other people and, he's and then always mean, falling back. 
Well, so Sunita and Andy, they get divorced in 2009 and Mm. she's asked at the time, uh, you know, what happened. And she says, the truth is, even now, I don't know why he divorced me. Perhaps you better ask him. He never really explained to me why he went to Hong Kong. And the truth is, it still hurts. She's so oh. weird. She's oh, no. so weird. I love Sunita. She just crackers. I love it. She does not hold back in an interview, I have to say. But I don't it, know why he went to Hong Kong. It does she feel was, like she's, she's a hop, skip, and a jump away from saying, if you find out, could you let me know? Like, she does, she's just But it does, it does feel like, you know, she might not hold back in an interview, but surely she's holding back in a conversation here because if someone says i'd like to divorce you i think my first question or at least in the top three would be why you know <laughs> surely you'd ask why i want to divorce you i'm off to hong kong <laughs> why would be a really okay right darling I'm just, I'm just putting these palm leaves together see you in a bit <laughs> yeah just, <laughs> just sewing these leaves together yeah <laughs> only after the door shut she's like oh hong kong oh that's quite a long way away <laughs> Well, maybe this will clarify why the marriage didn't work out. So Simon Cowell was godfather to both of her children. Right. Not just one, to both. That is unusual. And then she said this in an interview. Simon might say differently... Which I think she should start most of her interviews. That's, that's the name of her autobiography, is Simon Might Say Differently. It's, it's the thing she says. You know like people in poker, when they have a little twitch of the eye as their tell? When she says Simon Might Say Differently, that's when you know she's lying. I'm about to talk absolute bollocks yeah. as usual. Simon Might Say dif- Differently is, is like the pri- when you're in primary school and you say it's opposite day. So whatever, whatever I say after this... It's the opposite of that. Take yeah, the opposite of that. Yeah, this is her no offence, but... <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Simon might say differently, but... I really believed when he got all of the madness of the other women out of his system, we'd end up together. I adore his family. They adore me. It always felt comfortable and right with him. And I would have married him and stayed with him forever. I never fell out of love with him. Oh, okay. I've got no idea why my husband left me. (laughs) (laughs) I okay. There's a really obvious thing. Sunita's clearly been missing her whole life, and that is a good circle of female friends. Yeah. Because if she had a good female friend, one of them would have pulled her aside and been like, "Babes, you need to face some facts here. (laughs) You and Simon aren't a couple. You haven't been since Dirty Dancing came out. It's time to move on." Like she had no one. I feel like on her side, sort of shaking her bit and speaking the truth. I think her husband tried, and he got so exhausted he flew to Hong Kong (laughs) to give up. Hong Hong Kong is the one country in the world where where the X Factor isn't shown. I think that's the reason. It's the only. (laughs) It's the only place they could they couldn't sell the franchise to. Yeah, that's that's so true. Is there nobody? But then here's the thing with that is that that there are stories out there of people who, you know, date somebody. It doesn't work out. They go and marry someone else. The other person marries somebody else. And then they, you know, then years down the line, they get back together. And we see that as a as a tremendous thing. You know, we see Affleck and J-Lo. Exactly. Exactly. A, A wonderful, a wonderful romance. These two young sweethearts getting back together slightly later in life when they're both a bit more mature, probably not going to give each other the runaround. That requires two people to be as deluded as Sunita. She's fifty percent of the game. way. She's fifty percent of the way to having a really romantic relationship. <laughs> she's halfway there. She's loving exactly. enough for both of them. No. She's so. When did she say that? Grind in two thousand nine. So that's from again. A lot of these sort of 
Sorry. do overlap. So now Sunita is single. She is single. But now Simon Cowell is not just going out with, but engaged to makeup artist Mezgan Husseini. So he's with her from 2010 to 2011. I remember that, yeah. So you would think, oh my God, right, this is Sunita single. Simon Cowell is single. Uh-huh. It's finally there. They're finally going to have their J-Lo and their Ben Affleck moment. They're always on that yacht together. He's always on the boat with her all the time, every New Year's. Enter Sunita's best friend, <gasps> Lauren Silverman. There we go. Ruined everything. In 2012, he gets together with her and then... Most painful for Sunita in 2013, mm-hmm. Lauren announces that she's pregnant. That was a that was a bombshell. So this was sort of a double blow, well, a triple blow for poor old Sunita because first of all, Lauren has a friend. Secondly, she's like, oh my god, I always kind of thought I'd end up getting back together with him. But thirdly, and most painfully, when she was with Simon sort of the first time in the 80s, she actually had to have a termination because she had a pregnancy that wasn't viable. And it was a really sort of like, really like tragic, painful moment for her and Simon. And then afterwards, she found out it wasn't possible for her to have children. And that's why she adopted. So now, suddenly... This, you know, oh, this thing sad. that she always kind of assumed would somehow work its way out oh, in the Sunita. most sort of clearest possible. And this is how she oh. reacted to it. She said, I was completely and utterly stunned. I was in such a daze to the point where I wondered if I was dreaming. So she said Simon rang her up to tell her the news. He sounded odd, calm, strange, which threw me. I don't mind admitting all sort of emotions were running around inside me. He was very connected about how I would take it, which on on reflection, he didn't need to be. He didn't owe me that consideration. But she said um, she felt very taken aback and did feel a sense of betrayal. And I love this about her. God bless her. When the news broke, Sinesha tweeted, half miracle, half nightmare. (laughs) God, she tweeted oh, that. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is her friend as well. Wow. This is your best. I guess she got knocked off the short list for Godmother. She's <laughs> Louise. Just it. She says, I did throw my toys out of the pram. I've never hidden the fact that I thought one day Simon and I would marry and we would grow all together. And yes, I was upset when it became clear it wouldn't happen. I was breaking a 30-year cycle of belief because I had a sense of inevitability about us. And that's what I had to get over. Who is... I'm sorry, but how are her and Lauren... The whole time I keep saying, like, oh, where was Sunita's friend? Her friend was Lauren. He went with the guy that she must have known Sunita always had a thing for. Lauren Silverman, I'm not happy. <laughs> that is, their yeah. friendship must be off the well, spout, surely. Well, we'll, we'll come, well, Clara, Lauren will reappear. Okay. Um, but they, she, I mean, Lauren not only was her best friend, she also was married when her and Simon got together. Yeah, I do remember that. That's right, I do, of course. <sighs> God, this is so scandalous. Poor yeah. so Sunita's crushed, basically. Yeah. Poor, I mean, yeah. And, and obviously takes to social media to, to vent this. It's a, it's a really Best place good... To go. By the way, it's a really good tweet. And I feel like they should... You know, like how, you know when your friends have kids and you have to buy Welcome to the World Little One cards? I feel like you could get a nice Someone. little nice little sideline, you know, stick, stick those in Oliver Bonus. Um, come and, on, and say, pig. Yeah, come on. Someone's got someone's to, you know, pull the trigger on that. What, remind us of it again, Grony, it's half miracle, half nightmare. 
Yes. Love it. Great. That's so good. Oh, there's a job at Hallmark waiting for you, Sunita. Any any uh, tweet that you think, well, this has been screen grabbed and sent to multiple WhatsApp groups. I'm always a big fan of that. Brevity is the soul of wit. She did it. It is. It's like a haiku, isn't it? Yeah. It really is. It tells you so Uh, much. So now... Obviously, they are... See, it's very hard. Usually with a couple, I would say they break up. Then, but with them, it was just very... It was like this tank. Well, so, again, it depends who's telling the story. Simon probably would have been like, we broke up in, like, 1982. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... I don't remember ever dating Sunita. <laughs> so, do, can I ask you, if you now think, okay, so he's he's got a child with Lauren Silverman. They're, you know, they're together. Yeah. Do you think that has changed maybe how Sunita talks about Simon in interviews? Of course it hasn't. It hasn't <laughs> okay. made, has barely made a dent. Has it? She is, she is, you know, like when the apocalypse happens, it will be, you know, it will be Bugs, Keith Richards and Sunita's love for Simon Cowell will be the three <laughs> things that are remaining, you know, after they drop the bomb. This is, you know, they cannot be destroyed. It's the, it's the greatest love of all. So, first of all, she said, so in an interview, she said, oh, once you transition into a friend zone, there's nothing to argue about or get upset about. But then she also said, there's still sexual chemistry between Simon and I. I still fancy him. There's lots of things I find attractive about him. But I think I've been programmed to like him. (laughs) She said, I... I think he brainwashed me to like him. It's more than just sex. If it were just about sex, our connection would have fizzled out years ago. But it's more than that. <laughs> it yeah. did fizzle out years ago. <laughs> that's the problem. Uh, well, yeah, that's true. But no, they, they are still they are still mates. I, mean, I know we sort of make we make fun of Sunita, but I think they are they they are still close, aren't they? They are still pals. That must be weird for Lauren to hear her saying that, her friend saying, oh, I still have sexual chemistry with your husband and father of your child. You know, she's known, by the, by the time they get together, Lauren and, 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 um, uh, and Simon, she's known Sunita for 30 years. She knows what she's like. Very, it's yeah, very so rare for Sunita okay it, yeah. to put her hands up and, and walk backwards. That's just not yeah. what she does, you know? She, she, true, she true, leans true. in. Lauren, Lauren knew what she was getting herself into, yeah. Exactly. It's well, the, so, there's three people oh, in this marriage. <laughs> Four people. Uh, we also have to include Simon's chest. Yeah, <laughs> Simon's hairy chest. Simon's hairy chest, and his incredibly high belt, and of course so- his surgeon as well. His surgeon. <laughs> in fact, there's, there's about fifteen people in this marriage. It's pretty crowded. Yeah. And Louis Walsh. Something. Of course, Jesus, always you're true. <laughs> Can I just very quickly well, mentioning Louis? I worked with Louis. Um, I did a I did a, a pilot with uh, with Louis a few years ago. So we did the sort of first rehearsal and afterwards he said, oh, Matthew, that was great. You're through to the judges' houses. And I lit up <laughs> like a jukebox. I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, my God. He said I'm through to the judges' houses. And then uh, at the end of it, we did a big reveal and all the punters got to meet Louis Walsh. And he literally said it to every single punter and they all lit up. And I was like, oh, you've got this Aww. little secret. No, but but the thing is, I sort of went, oh, it's, it's a shame he didn't just mean me. But equally, <laughs> when you've got that superpower... You've got to use it all the time. If you've got a catchphrase that makes people feel like they're, you know, like they're suddenly a million bucks, yeah. you've got to go for it, haven't you? You're through for the judge to the judges' houses. Oh. You're true. Oh. You're true. You're true. <laughs> You're true. Well, so checking back in with these crazy kids, 2021, Simon and Lauren announced they are getting engaged. They are engaged. Oh, oh no. 
Sanisha's okay. How really do we think Sanisha responded? She said, "Well, there's always divorce. You never know." She put out a tweet saying, "Like, what a happy day! Not for fucking me, though." A thousand retweets immediately. Congratulations on making the worst decision of your life <laughs> again. So she said. It was about 10 years ago, and yeah, I was wanting to still be with him. Then, yeah, so that was upsetting and unrequited love, but I'm not going to kill myself over it. <laughs> oh, Sunita. Oh, no. Sunita. Oh, she is. I genuinely have found a newfound love. For, I mean, she's mad as a bag of spiders, but I have found a newfound love for Sunita. If anybody gives good copy, it's Sunita. <laughs> it's Sunita. But then she added, right, that she does have um, you know, a certificate to officiate at weddings. Of course. So she, she said, does. if they wanted. <laughs> She said, doing Simon's wedding would be wedding. amazing. No. I haven't pitched the idea to him yet. It's one of my oh, harebrained schemes. It would oh, be God the first sakes. wedding ever where the, um, if anyone here knows of any reason why these two people should not be married and the objection comes from the same person. <laughs> like, it would be the first wedding ever where there would be, that would be an unbroken run-on sentence. <laughs> she would just then, she'd have her hand up as she said it, pointing at herself. <laughs> Or she'd really whisper, do you take Sunita to be your... <laughs> Technically, we're married. We're actually married. Don't tell him he'll find out. We're, but we're married. Sticking her oh, hand in the place. Scheme. Just as the ring's going on. Just, oh, sorry, it slipped under my finger. So that technically, yes. Oh, whoops, yes, I can't no. get it off. Oh, well, yes. I guess that means you're together. <laughs> sorry, Lauren. <laughs> She's, uh, oh. I mean, I've got to say also, I think we're all kind of ignoring the elephant in the room, which is that she could do a lot better. I'm sorry. Mm, Sunita is obviously, like yeah. a hot number beyond just looks wise. But let's focus on that for a second. She's yeah, got she, like a she killer face amazing. and body. Yeah. Like she looks, she's looked the same age for like 30 years. Like I'm sure there are a lot of eligible bachelors out there who'd be quite happy to take home Sunita. And she's fun and interesting and sparkly. And honestly, like, because it can't just have been her imagining the whole thing in her head. You know, obviously, he keeps these women in his life. He's friends, he's still friends with Jackie Sinclair. They still go, you know, to Marbella at least once a year. So he's, he, I think he likes having all these these gorgeous women falling over be, him. Would you, right, how would... Let's 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 break this down now. Let's talk about Simon Cowell as as a, as a, as relationship material. You're you're married, Gronje. If your husband said, "Oh, by the way, my ex, who's a page three girl, I'm just taking her on holiday for a bit," would you be Again. like, "What a good man! What a good man he is! He keeps these people in his life. He's just, you know, he just he does, you know, like the relationship may have died, but the friendship hasn't. You're like, yeah, oh, you're off to my bear with it. I mean, I, just, I, I don't know. But he does hang out with all of them together. He doesn't just go with one. They all go together. Sunita, Lauren, Jackie, what's her name? The one that looks like a TV presenter. All they all go together. They all just hang out on these boats. He just hangs out with all. If you're if you're marrying he's, or going out with Simon harem. Cowell, he's got to become BFFs with all his exes. Yeah, it's like a little harem. But they all seem to be happy. None of them ever complain. I remember, I couldn't find it in my research, but I remember reading it. Apparently, and I, it just stuck with me. I don't know why. Sunita said about being around Simon Cowell. She said, well, you know, Simon Cowell, when it comes to the women in his life, always has a motto. He always says to us girls, don't worry about being on time. Arrive late, look great. Oh, That's it. I like that. 
I think I, like I think him and Peter Stringfellow are very similar men. Yeah. In that I think it's you could it's very easy to look at them as being these kind of sexist cads who just think of women as objects and Simon's collecting these women. But much like in the same way you never hear women say a bad thing about Peter Stringfellow. The same is well, true with Simon. It does depend which women and- you speak to. <laughs> 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 but I mean, I'm not that similar, but somewhat. You know, sure, all these sure. women, they yeah. could be. Sunita, I know Simon has money, but Sunita could make a fortune if she had anything negative to say about Simon, like a oh, fortune yeah. on this. So could all of these women. And I know there's always this talk of, oh, he pays them off. I don't know if I, but I think that he just must treat them relatively well and must just like them. What is your opinion? Yeah, I think he, ha- I, I think that that's it. I think he, it, you couldn't maintain that purely out of fear of your yeah. of your proclivities getting out and also there are sort of like lawyers to sort all that stuff out anyway there's law- you know that there are plenty of people in show business that we all know about having exactly deep, got, dark secrets and they don't that, all go on holidays and boats together about. yeah yeah and don't have to keep all those people you know keep 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 all those people close yeah i think he must be you know what i think he must be a, a lot of fun although that said, i think yeah. i think he probably I think I don't think that's probably true of the contest. It's definitely not true of the contestants on X Factor. He doesn't keep them close because you hear about people like Steve Brookstein who who yeah. kind of did do that thing of you know selling the story and talking about what a what a sham yeah. it was. I also I also think how much money do you make out of telling people that the X Factor is a load of old bollocks and. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that story is not going to make you. I think we all know that. Yeah. <laughs> that's a separate podcast, but yeah, I think we all know that behind the curtains of X Factor, things aren't quite as lovely as maybe they're portrayed to be. But Simon yeah. on that boat with those girls, I think, is fun. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's it. I think I'd sooner be his ex girlfriend than somebody who he then had got to the final of X Factor and you know had two unsuccessful <laughs> singles and then he dropped them. I I'd rather be Sunita than Cheryl. Put it that way. Apps a hundred percent. Oh, um, Matthew, I'm sorry. I really could see you on one of those yachts. Sunita, you, Jackie Sinclair, Lawrence Silverman, all heading out for a night in the town. I'd really love it. As long as I was able to bring my wife and kids, I'd be 100% up for that. I think that'd be great. We're spending the the summer with Uncle Simon again this year. You'll You'll have a nice time. Auntie Sneeta, when her breath smells funny, she might say funny things, but just she doesn't mean it. You won't remember it the next day. <laughs> okay, so we we have to now get to what the whole podcast is built around. Breakups are rough, of course. They're really sad. Sometimes they're the best. But let's be honest, in every breakup, there is a winner and there is a loser. There's one you're happy for. There's one you worry about. So in the great split between Simon Cowell, oh, can I just say, when I was when I was researching this, I kept saying Simon Callow. Oh, oh yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's who I, also I, dated I, Sunita for a brief period yeah. as well. <laughs> according, so, according to Sunita, he would disagree. <laughs> <laughs> so if I've accidentally said Simon Callow a few times. I don't think you'd be the first one to do that. Was a big problem in sort of in the two thousands where they were both kind of around the same level. Anyways, go on. Yeah. In the great split between Sunita and Simon Cowell, who thrived and who simply survived? It's a really tricky one, isn't it? This is a really, mm. really hard one to say because I think we've been Team Sunita kind of generally throughout this entire podcast, but she is still hanging on to a relationship that I don't think is ever going to come back. Part of what makes her so amazing is that in her mind, it's 1985, you know, yeah. 
and but that's also is is part of um what makes her i'm yeah i'm gonna say i'm gonna say she's surviving uh but then is is simon cowell thriving you know i feel like he yes if, if you'd, <laughs> well if you'd asked me this question i reckon uh what are we in if you'd asked me this question eight or nine years ago i would have said sure absolutely honestly but i think you know he's sure he's got he, psycho still still releasing music and you know i'm sure like he's, he's got still a, doing britain's got bloody talent got, and all got that america's got, talent, got talent x factor's gone though isn't it x factor's gone x factor's gone well, he did seem to be that... pretty happy he spends he spent a lot of time on boats and jet skis yeah he seems to jet ski a lot yeah, yeah. that's true but what's he jet skiing from who's there waving on the shore going simon i'm here i'm here simon <laughs> yeah Oh, Abigail's just saying Psycho went bust. So here we go. Psycho, <laughs> Psycho uh, went, went bust. X Factor's no longer here. I reckon. I know I'm what gonna, you're trying to do here, Matthew, but I think I'm we all know say, very well. Simon's going to die a very rich, very comfortable, very happy yeah. man. Simon's and Simon's going to die very soon as well. Fine. That's the other thing as well. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. I thought I thought things were going to turn. I, 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 I have a feeling that maybe they will get back together one day. But. Um, <gasps> Yes, yeah. we've got full team Sunita now. Knows. We've we've drunk the juice. Yeah, I feel like we'll have you might, back on in ten years for two point I can't. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> okay, we've got one last question to. We do. Take we have one last question for we that we ask all of our guests, and uh, it is that there is a, there's a lady out there who's a patron saint of this podcast, and she is currently sort of dating someone, but we feel like she needs to be truly loved by someone. We're not sure she's found that just yet. Okay. Um, so she's, in our minds, eternally on the lookout. We're not saying that she needs someone, but that she deserves to be loved. So put your thinking cap on, Matthew, and tell okay. me if you can think of someone up to the standard of being with the one, the only, Cher. Oh my goodness, it's it's tricky, isn't it? Because you need somebody who can who can handle share. I mean, we know from her social media output that she is uh, she is never she's never not been a firecracker. That's right. Um, so who would be? Well, I mean, is, maybe it's only because we've been talking about her a lot. But could it be Sinisa? <laughs> I thought you might say Sinisa. <laughs> because do you not feel like if anyone you know, can get you over Simon Cowell, I think it could be Cher. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, and if you want, you look at Simon Cowell and go, "That's some bad work." You look at Cher and go, "That's some good work." That's you know, so, whoever, oh my god. Whoever she's the exact opposite in terms absolutely. of surgery. She's the she's the Dorian Gray. Yeah, yeah. Hundred um, percent. And and Simon Cowell's the portrait in the attic. And also as well, you're telling me that with Sunita's electro pop background. Uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're ready for Believe 2023. A duet. And they're both one-name queens as well. Sunita, Cher. Cher, exactly. But yeah, I think yes, Sunita, Sunita, Sunita and, and Cher, Cher together. And also, I think that might, get, um, that might get Simon a bit jealous, which would be a nice change of pace. I bet Simon would love Put him on the to. back foot. He can't compete with Cher. Even no one can compete with Cher. Cher. And I just cool. think Cher arriving on that yacht would bring a nice sort of macho energy. Totally. Hey, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a cocktail now. <laughs> she'd, sure. <laughs> she'd recreate the turn back time video on the yacht when sailors turn up. <laughs> oh, thank you so um, much. What a fun ride this has been. What an amazing, that was such a fun couple to research. It really just oh. was joy. It was just like a selection box of Sinisha quotes. 
Oh, yeah. Just amazing stuff. She, she just, Team she, Sunita all the way, personally. 100%. 100%. I, I just, I really hope. I really hope that one day Simon comes to his senses. But then, <laughs> but then the, 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 the problem is she deserves better. That's you know? the thing. I, that, I was just going to say that. As much as I want it to happen, I also just want someone else to come in and sweep her off her feet. I want her to, I want him to I want him to get back together with her and for her to break it off after six months. That's what I yes. want. That's what we want for Sunita, I think. That's what we want for yeah. Sunita. Thank you so Incredible much. Um, Matthew, you, where can our listeners find you? What have you got coming up? Well, I do a podcast with uh, Pappies, which is the the, the the sketch team. I will always say the sketch team I'm in. But we haven't done any sketches since. Well, it's, it's it's nearly ten years now. We haven't done any sketches, but we do we do lots of podcasts together. We've never stopped doing podcasts together. So yeah, I do a, a podcast with with Pappy's called Pappy's Flatshare, which is which is uh, so brilliant. It's one of the funniest podcasts, and it's one of the best live shows where it's not like so many podcast live shows. No offense, a lot of them is like watching people read Wikipedia out, <laughs> but not Poppy's Poppy's not Poppy's podcast. Poppy's podcast. Poppy's podcast oh, is a different thing, yeah. <laughs> I'm um, dying. A long day. My yeah. brain is finally shutting down. She's but, but, yeah, and, and you, you were obviously, you, you were on, on an episode, which I was going to say not long ago, but it probably was about 2009 you were on it. It was a long... Yeah, it was pre-lockdown yeah it was it was it was it was a while a while ago but yeah you were absolutely brilliant and it's yeah so it's like a live a live panel show which is really silly and i also do a a radio show on sunday mornings that you can also get as a podcast it's on radio x and it's eight till eleven on sunday mornings with the brilliant ed gamble and i write on a bunch of different tv shows you know he's all over the shop you'll, guys you'll see he's everywhere stuff, yeah he's yeah. england's answer to tina fey very much uh, so very much so I mean, i'll absolutely <laughs> take that but i think <laughs> I think Tina. I mean, I think Tina Fey is actually in the UK at the moment, so I think Tina Fey is England's answer to Tina Fey currently. <laughs> but, uh, but as soon as she hops on that plane, I can take my crown back. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Total Thank pleasure. You. Thank you oh so much for God. asking me. Loved it. The Way They Were is an Amanda Redman production produced by Abby Weaver and Amanda Redman. We want to hear your celebrity couple crush. So. Email us on thewaytheywerepod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at thewaytheywerepod and we're on Instagram at thewaytheywerepodcast. Thanks to you for listening. Until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye. The, the way, way they were. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hey, podcast listener. 
Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.